Welcome to the High Vibe Health Podcast, where we have conversations about health, wellness, and what we can do to keep a positive, high vibrational mindset from the time we wake up in the morning until it's time to get our night's rest. Let's begin our show. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of High Vibe Health. I am your host, Shanna Toft, and today is a very fun and special day. It is February 22nd, 2022. That's 2-22-2022. Lots of twos in there, right? And it just so happened to fall on a Tuesday, so I guess this is the unofficial date known as Tuesday. I thought it was pretty awesome that my husband's birthday just so happened to fall on this day. And twos really resonate with me. For the last six months, twos have been showing up for me like crazy. I can't even begin to explain how many times twos have showed up um, all across the clock for me on a scale, on the road. Anytime I see something visually, there's twos popping out at me. You name it, it's everywhere. And on 2-22, I started my podcast for the very first time. And it just so happened to be the beginning of this energetic portal, as they say in the metaphysical world where on 2 to 22 is the beginning of this manifestation portal for anybody who wants to participate in it, anybody that wants the energy to come to manifest whatever it is that you want, your dreams, any tasks that you've been holding off on, just get out there and go ahead and do it. And the portal was supposed to close on 2-22-2022, which is today. And which means that as of today, whatever it is that uh, anybody is trying to accomplish, today's a day to wrap up what that is and reflect on the magic that we've created. Pretty awesome. I'm gonna read a couple of things for you guys. Two. 22-2022. Without a doubt, this will be one of the most transformational times of your life. You will experience a quantum leap into a higher vibrational reality and a radical shift in consciousness. This is your invitation to align with the timeline you desire. You have been through a lot to get here, and now is your time. Don't let this opportunity pass by. This is from Carrie M. Bush. And another one that I read that I really enjoyed was this week is going to be filled with miracles, breakthroughs, good news, abundance, and love. And that is from Healing Energy Tools. I love those two messages. Another really cool thing about today that I thought I'd want to share with you guys is that today is a palindrome day and it's the start of many several days that are the same numbers if you read it 
forward and backwards. So 222.22. And then another one is 223.22, Oh, and I guess it starts on 220.22. So this isn't the beginning. It's just one of several dates that have a palindrome sequence in it. Keep in mind at 2.22 p.m. or a.m. and 2.22 military time, which is 10.22, but in military time, it's 22.22. Make a wish. <laughs> I'm going to make a wish on both of those times. Now, moving on to my husband's birthday, and we just got back from Banff, Alberta, and it was such a great travel experience, going to a different ski resort, and being in a different country. The COVID restrictions still haven't lightened up at all there you have to show vaccination cards you have to show proof of a negative covid test we were asked for a negative covid test through customs several times going to canada we must have been asked four times and somebody in our party had to take an additional covid test in a random situation so out of the four of us that were traveling from Las Vegas at that time one of us had to be randomly tested and it just so happened to be her even though she has a negative COVID test 24 hours before we flew crazy times the customs lines were so long the system wasn't very organized at all there were so many checkpoints <laughs> and it was just like why did we even go to Canada at this time but I don't know it was a very triggering moment for all of us we just had to you know go with the flow we couldn't react to that because that was their system and in order for us to go to Canada we had to obey their rules so that was interesting. <laughs> One thing that I do say about Canadians is that they are so friendly. They are so kind. They will come up with conversations just to talk to you with a smile. And I really appreciate that about Canadians. They're just happy people. Let's talk about triggers. Triggers are a real thing. As you all know, I said that I am doing a year of no alcohol. I quit drinking coffee. I am on this wellness path. And in this trip, I felt triggered on so many occasions. And I thought, oh, well, maybe during vacation, I can just have, you know, like one glass of Chardonnay or you know, maybe a coffee won't hurt me because most of the time all they had was coffee. They didn't have my favorite drinks. Like I love green tea or I love matcha leaf green tea. For me, this is just a really great alternative. And I did not put them in my suitcase 
for this trip, and I wish I would have because then I wouldn't have been looking at everybody's coffee and thinking, ooh, just one coffee, or looking at everybody's alcoholic beverages thinking, okay, maybe I'll just have one Chardonnay because I really did think about it several times, especially being triggered. Let me give you an example of a couple of times that I felt triggered during this trip. I don't know. I mean, we're humans, right? We're going to feel triggered. So I was skiing with everybody. Normally I snowboard and I'm pretty good at snowboarding. I've been doing it for 20 years and it's um, pretty easy to me. I have only one. I have my comfortable snowboard boots and I have my snowboard. That's really all I have to think about, especially because I'm not going to be falling for the most part. And this trip, I went skiing because everybody from our trip was skiing. And if you are a snowboarder, you know how hard it is to keep up with skiers when we're on the flat surfaces trying to move forward and all the skiers are going past you and it's like, oh, okay, now I have to unstrap my snowboard from my boots and walk to where you guys are going. And it's just, it's a hassle. So I really wanted to learn how to ski. So I didn't have to deal with that. And I'm a very fast learner. And I thought that, okay, I'm going to pick this up real fast. You know, I've snowboarded for 20 years and this is just, you know, something that has a small learning curve and I'm just going to pick it up. No big deal. <laughs> well, I was wrong. I did not pick it up. I mean, I can do the greens <laughs> and the bunny slope pretty easily. And it's just a different story. When we went to one of the mountains in Banff, Alberta, the blues were like black diamonds in some mountains. And I literally was so terrified. I was falling down the mountain. I had to take my skis off and hold on to them so I can just slide down on my butt and on my ski boots like I was skating down the mountain. It just depended on how steep it was. But I was so terrified. One time I skied right off the edge of the mountain into this ditch and the snow was four feet deep. So I had two skis off. I had to go and walk in four feet of snow to get the skis. My helmet fell off, my goggles, my poles were, you know, somewhere else. So here I am on the edge and everybody in our party was waiting for me and they're like, where's Shanna? <laughs> and I'm like stuck in this ditch, like how am I going to get out of here? <laughs> and it was so scary. I started crying and I am not a crier. I started bawling and then I had to figure out how to get all this stuff back up on the other side of the ditch, up on the slope, which was really steep. And... I got my goggles and I thought, okay, let's just do this. Let's get my helmet back on and get my goggles um, back on and everything. So there was so much snow in my goggles that I had to take them off of the helmet. And it didn't have a snap like my helmet does. It was a rental helmet and it was just 
different. So here I am trying to snap it off, but my they, the goggles wouldn't come off. So I ended up slingshotting the goggles into my face. My face starts bleeding and I'm like, holy smokes. Here I am out here in this ditch. My face is bleeding. I have to get all this stuff out of the ditch. And all I want right now is a glass of Chardonnay. <laughs> and I was so upset. And I moved through it. I finally got out of the ditch and got everything back on. And I started skiing down the mountain very slowly. And finally, the steep slope wasn't as steep at that point. So I was able to like get down. And then I told them and they're like, oh, you just have a little cut. You know, it's not that bad. <laughs> and then um, the rest of the day, I, I did okay. But I mean, it was really exhausting. The next day was even harder than the first day. It was so beautiful in this mountain. I can't even begin to explain how majestic it was. There were the rocky mountains surrounding us with white capped snow everywhere. I kept thinking there is no way that this day could go wrong. We are going to have the best ski day ever up here. <laughs> it was like this day will not be bad. And the sun was peeking out and everybody was just so friendly and nice and my feet were perfectly adjusted in my boots. Nothing is going to go wrong. So we are moving on the chairlift up the mountain and it's still just magical and beautiful. We get to the top, we take some pictures and we start to go and I look down and it's just a drop. And this is the blues. And it was just like, I'm looking straight down. I'm like, there's no way I can ski with the way I'm looking down. It's just a straight shot down. And everybody's like, oh, just do this, just do that. And I am in this fight or flight mode right now, like panicking and... I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to get down from this mountain? And we're at the very tip top. We all go and here they're waiting for me to see if I can make it. And I was a disaster. <laughs> so I told everybody to go, just go. You know, I need to figure this out on my own. Garrett stuck around for a little bit and he was trying to help me, but I was just so in this panic state that I couldn't listen to anything that he was saying. And I said, I'm just gonna take my skis off and I'm gonna slide down the mountain. So by that time, he, you know, I said go and he left. And I, it felt better because I knew they weren't waiting for me. I'm basically falling down the mountain. I have one ski on, one ski off, my poles, everything is just all over the place. And I cannot figure out how to carve left and right on this steep slope. There is just no way. So I'm just sliding down like a snowboarder slides down um, on my side because that's just the only way I know how to get down. And I finally get down, 
but there's this chairlift and nobody's there. Obviously, they're probably back up again. And I thought, okay, well, maybe they'll find me. They'll go back up and they'll see me at some point, you know, and just wave to me. Hi, I'm just checking in with you. <laughs> they never found me. I ended up going a different route because there was only one chairlift. And so I went back up to the top and then I went a different route because I knew I couldn't go that same route that I went. But the other route wasn't even any better. It was just the same, just another long, hard run. And I struggled with that. And finally, when I got down, there were two chairlifts. And I asked somebody because people kept checking in on me like, hey, uh, are you skiing alone or do you have friends? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not alone. You know, they're just way better at skiing than I am. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> and I asked somebody which chairlift would take me to the lodge by that time I was done. I just wanted to get to the lodge and be done with skiing and, you know, just go snowboarding again next time. That whole time, Garrett and our crew were texting and calling me and Garrett almost had some ski patrol person come and get me. <laughs> and somebody said, take the spirit lift up again, up to the top of the mountain, and then you can uh, ski down to the lodge. So here I am, the fork in the road, there's a ski lift chair here and one to the left. So I have one to the right, one to the left, and I'm looking both ways and none of them say spirit lift. Like none of them say like the title of the chair lift. And I'm thinking, shoot, and there's nobody around. And I'm in this state of in emergency, basically, like within myself, I'm like, oh no, I have to go back up to the top and I don't even know if this is the right way if I choose one way or another and there's nobody to ask. And so I start to go one way and Garrett sees me on the chairlift and he's like, I think that's her. But then he sees me go the other way and I'm gone. And so I go the other way and nobody is at the chairlift where you go and sit down on the chair because I wanted to ask, is this spirit chairlift? <laughs> and there was just nobody there. I'm kind of waving in the window like, does anybody see me? Because I couldn't see in. And nobody came out and nobody was coming up to this chairlift. So I'm like, this is my only option because I would have to hike back up this hill to get to that other chairlift at that point. So here I go all by myself up on this chairlift and it, it took me some random place again and finally when I got back up to the top again I knew I had to basically fall down the mountain again you know I was like already there so that's basically what I did <laughs> I text Garrett at some point and I'm like I'm gonna be like two hours at this point just have fun ski just have your best day ever. They were in the lodge the whole time waiting for me to come down. I didn't know that, but it was just crazy. Finally, I made it down to the right chairlift and somebody was there, a spirit chairlift. Somebody was there. I said, is this spirit chairlift? And he said, yes. I'm like, okay, I'm getting on this chair. So got to go back up the mountain again. And then I go back down and that route that I took was so much better and easier than all of the other 
routes. If I would have known that, I would have stayed on that the whole time. But I felt so triggered so many times that I was like, you know what? I'm having a drink. I don't care. I said I was going to do a year, no booze, but nope. I hit my limit and I'm having my glass of Chardonnay. I don't care. That's what I want. And so I get down and I tell everybody, I'm drinking. I don't care. And everybody's cracking up and um, they're like, wow, you had a, a rough time. And it was like hours by the time I finally got there. By that time, everybody else was done also. So I guess, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, when we go skiing. And so I asked the server, I said, yes, I want a glass of Chardonnay. What do you have? And he's like, okay, I'm going to give you a glass of Chardonnay. And so he comes back. He's like, there's no Chardonnay. And I'm like, okay. And by that time, I'm thinking I've calmed down. I'm starting to relax and rest. And I'm not in that fight or flight mode anymore. And he's like, do you want something else? And I said, well, I think I want a beer. But I'm like thinking, if I'm gonna have a cock or an alcoholic beverage for the first time in four months, do I really want it to be a beer? And I was like teeter tottering there, and I thought, no, I think I want the Chardonnay. If I'm gonna drink again anytime soon, I want it to be what I want. So I said, okay, I want a non-alcoholic beer. What do you have? And he's like, oh, we do have an, a non-alcoholic beer. I'll get you that comes back, no non-alcoholic beer. And I'm like, okay, do you have sparkling water? And he's like, yes, I have a sparkling water. Let me see what it is. I think he was new or something. So, I mean, by that time it's like 40 minutes. And he's like, we don't have any sparkling water. Would you like a soda? And, you know, and I'm like, no, I don't eat, I don't drink soda. And I said, I just want water. Can you fill this thing up for me? <laughs> so I literally went from, I am going to have a drink of alcohol and it's going to be like the best drink ever. But in the back of my mind, I was thinking, you know, you promised yourself that you were going to give yourself this year, you know, don't sell yourself short. And in the back of my mind, it was like my higher self was like, no, you can get through this. You can move through these triggering moments and find yourself on the other side realizing that you can handle any situation without grabbing an alcoholic beverage and for me that was a pretty amazing experience and a great breakthrough that i experienced and I'm very proud of myself that I didn't give in when I already told myself that I was going to do a year, no booze. And as long as we give ourselves that time and the space in between all of those stressful moments to just pause and let those moments go by, we realize that the triggers just our triggers. That's all they are. If we give in to whatever triggers that we have, I don't know what it would be for you, but 
if your trigger was chocolate or if it was carbs or if it was whatever it is, you know, if you gave into that in your stressful moments, then you're losing your power to move through something naturally in a very balanced state. So we all have the power to do that and it's not easy. All right, so I have your time already for too long. I had pulled a card for you guys and you guys, it's not any card. You're gonna go nuts when you see the card that I pulled out. I even made a cute little video of how it happened. I was shuffling my energy oracle card deck and this energy card deck is so beautiful. It's so magical and it always resonates with me. And while I'm shuffling it, I was focusing on this podcast episode and what message I wanted to get out. And as I was shuffling, the card number 22 threw out in front of me. And the name of this card is Yin and Yang. So the message here is passive, active, intuitive, and logical. Upright, this card represents energetic life cycles, and its purpose is to help you identify particular cycle energy moving into or out of your experience. In its upright position, it heralds a yin cycle, where most of the action seems to be happening under the surface of things. This is a time of great receptivity, intuition, and gestation. External circumstances may be forcing you to go within and examine present activity. It's an especially good time for completion, so wrap things up. Yin cycles often call you to be passive, yielding, and reflective, so open up to these sides of your nature. Being more than acting is the intention here. From my experience from this last weekend and me being active and wanting to grab that Chardonnay as soon as I had a stressful situation, I wanted to take action, I solve that problem, I wanted to drink that Chardonnay and then all of my problems will go away. That's what my ego mind was telling me, right? But my soul was telling me to be receptive and to yield to my actions because my actions at that time wasn't going to be for my higher self. It wasn't going to be to benefit me. At that time, while I had the 40 minutes of waiting for my server to bring me my drinks, I had that time to be reflective and to be passive and yield and sit in the back seat and just kind of watch my emotions as they began to settle and just being, you know, there in a moment instead of acting and reacting was, I think, the message for me. Here are a couple of motivational messages for you to think about before we leave. This process within our brains is a three-step loop. First, there is a cue 
a trigger that tells your brain to go into autonomic mode and which habit to use. Then there is a routine, which can be physical or mental or emotional. Finally, there is a reward, which helps your brain figure out if this particular loop is worth remembering for the future, the habit loop. That is by Charles Duhigg. And here's another one. The best ideas will eat at you for days, maybe even weeks, until something, some incident, some impulse, some triggers finds you to finally express them. Chris Jammy. The idea that you have to be protected from any kind of uncomfortable emotion is what I absolutely do not subscribe to. <laughs> Nobody likes to feel uncomfortable, right? <laughs> That's by John Cleese. And here's one last one. Triggers are like little psychic explosions that crash through avoidance and bring the dissociated avoided trauma suddenly, unexpectedly back into consciousness. Carolyn Spring. All right, I didn't forget a book recommendation either. I have a recommendation for this book. You can get it on Audible or Amazon, pretty much anywhere. And it's called Triggers, How We Can Stop Reacting and Start Healing by David Rico. It's David R-I-C-H-O. Basically, it's just a summary of triggers and how we move through them and where they come from. And it seems like it's a really great book. I'm in the first chapter right now, but I wanted to share it with you guys, too. That wraps up this episode. If you like this episode, please like, subscribe, share, five star. Let me know that you've listened to the episode and what you think. Please comment if you have a moment. And I hope you all have a high five day, night, week, month, wherever you are. <laughs>